You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ask Drone You. We've got a head spinner for you today. As always, my name is Paul. My name is Rob. Super excited to be here with you, as always, and very much appreciative that you're here with us. Yes, definitely appreciative, as always. Uh, just want to say a quick shout out to Pix4D, that Cyber Monday deal they had on software. Man, that was a that was a deal, and I think a lot of people appreciate that. So, anyway, let's get right into today's question, which is all about ag agriculture and someone in Portugal trying to solve a problem. I do. I do, Rob, feel a little bit of connection and relevancy to this caller. How so? Because I have a Portuguese water dog. Oh! <laughs> oh, that got teed up perfectly. Yes, it did. <laughs> Kona, we would love to go see your motherland. I want to go there really badly. Well, anyway, let's get into that question. Hello, my name is uh, Vasco. I am planning to start a business over in Portugal. And my question for you is if you guys know some software that uh, you could recommend to process some agricultural uh, photos. We have rice plantations that have various infestations with four different types of plants. And I was wondering if uh, the software or if you know any software that can differentiate between the rice and some of these plants, which are uh, very similar to the rice itself. The four different species are Echinocloa cruzgali, Cyprus maritimus, Cyprus deformis, Eterantera remiformis, Alismas planta aquatica. Thank you very much, uh, and I appreciate your help. Thank you. That might be the most detailed question we've ever had in terms of actually naming the the plants. Wow. Um, yeah, Paul, this is all you. AskDroneU.com, by the way, is where he asked his question um, because we, we know that a lot of you out there have questions as well. So please get them in. We'd love to hear from you. But, man, what do you – I got nothing. Well, I mean, without having uh, the empirical experience, which I just want to preface the show by saying that we're going to kind of run through some systems that we know um, that may help the caller, but without having tried it ourselves, I kind of always like warn like, hey, I haven't actually done this, um, but if I were to try it, here's kind of how I would go about doing it. Um, and so first things first, um, we know that plants and materials as a whole absorb and reflect various bands of light, okay? And until we have hyperspectral cameras on drones, it may be quite difficult to be able to isolate any specific plant from another one, a.k.a. the whole um, needle in a haystack idea, right? Yeah. Let's say uh, Rob's wife, Jana. Uh, let's go lower than that. Um, let's say Jake's new wife, 
drops her beautiful turquoise ring near the surface of a haystack, okay? To our eyes, probably hard to find. But in the eyes of a hyperspectral sensor, we can set up the sensor to look just for turquoise based off of the light it reflects and the light it absorbs. So hmm. essentially everything in the image will be blacked out except for that one piece of turquoise, okay? Unfortunately, we don't have that capacity with most drones today unless you are in the military field. So that said... <laughs> or it, have 50 grand? I would say a million. Oh. Those sensors have to be water-cooled. So you're looking at a big bird to, to carry that heavy payload. So oh, okay. But that said, let's let's imagine that this may be possible with a multispectral sensor. So I'm going to go mm. through two scenarios. Scenario number one is that you just are using whatever mapping drone that you normally use for ag. Let's just say it's a digital camera, though. The EB, the Wingtra, again, just a regular digital camera, no special bands of light. First thing is first. If there is a color deviation between these plants, maybe you could tell the difference in doing a map. Now, the things to note, though, is that as a passive sensor, meaning we're not shooting anything at these uh, plants, our capacity to interpret the map will only be as good as the images that we take, meaning sure. we might have to fly lower to actually identify any deviations of plant species, okay? So that's number one. I kind of wanted to lay that foundation before we went into multispectral. So let's say that he's got an EB or a Wingtra and the um, Red Edge XM camera, right? Multispectral camera, all global shutters. We can notate various bands of light, RGB, uh, near infrared. Um, I forget what the RGB near. I'm missing two. Um, anyway, long story short is flying again uh, on the assumption that we're flying low enough to be able to see the deviations in plant species would the different plants show up differently in a multispectral sensor meaning and the way to test it was he could just essentially fly his red edge camera, his multispectral camera at, say, 10 or 20 feet, where he knows that there are rice and these different species of invasive plants. And if he can take that photo and I and just process just a couple of photos in, say, PIX40 fields, if they do show up as different objects or as different colors, then the answer would be yes, you could differentiate between those different species of plants. But in all honesty, I honestly do not know if the software is going to be able to deviate between the different plant species, okay? Hmm. In my eyes, it's going to be dependent on two things. Number one is going to be the type of camera that we use. Number two is going to be the altitude that we fly. And number three is going to be the processing options for the software and how we actually run the maps. Because Oftentimes, a lot of ag stuff is just a simple NDVI map created from multispectral imagery. That is not going to showcase a deviation in plant species. Okay, so what do you got? No, I'm just looking at it. And yeah, clearly, there's that's all. It's not going to be any different. Exactly. I mean, you can see. So I think without like a... A hyperspectral camera, it may be very difficult to differentiate between the different plant species. But uh, 
with these guys doing exactly what they're trying to do, I would say, you know what, I think you need to run some tests. Just take images with your multispectral sensor. Can you see differences in the bands of light between those different plant species? Um, because if you can, then there's probably a high propensity that you could actually use something like PIX4D fields to produce the maps that you're looking for to identify those invasive species. Hmm. But until we get more advanced camera payloads that are small enough to fly on drones, this might be one of those things that uh, might be difficult. And so, and I could also be wrong. I mean, again, I don't have practical experience with this. So what about deploying something like locate? Now I know in order for that, you're, we come back to, there's going to have to be some color variations, mm -hmm. but would something like that work? So let's assume that there are color right. deviations between the different plant species. To answer your question, I would not personally use Locate. I would use Pictera. I okay. think it's a fun, it's a far superior product. And because I can train Pictera with deep learning to essentially eliminate false positives, it's a much more viable product for my business. Okay. And I wonder, and so that's fine, but it's the same concept. Yes. It's, they're both built off of MATLAB. So yeah. How big of a difference or how big of a variation in color would there need to be for Pictera to be effective in telling you there's a different plant? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I but wonder. It, but hold on. You bring up something important I talked about in pre-show, but we didn't talk about yet on this show, which is all those tests I said that to run, you know, with the multi-spectral camera, mm -hmm. seeing if it's different bands of light, seeing if there's color deviation. I would do it on a bright sunny day, and I would also mm. do it on an overcast day because it makes... There's a huge difference in map quality on an overcast day. And when you have that flat light, it will be a lot easier to discern the differences in color. Interesting. And so like, I'm like, huh. So as you test that, test it in bright light and also test it in overcast weather, your, your results may vary. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun to test and to, to give all this a shot, add it to the repertoire of things that need to be done. Let's just, let's, <laughs> uh, let's bring on some more members, scale drone you. And I would love to spend two days a week of just trying these kind of edge outlier uh, use cases of drones, because the more and more I learn, the more and more I learn what's possible. Well, and some of them, I don't know that we could even categorize them as edge anymore, because I know kind of seeing all the conversations within our community and so forth and just receiving the feedback and discussions from members and non-members alike, there's more and more people talking about ag and asking about ag. So anyways, uh, very interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very interesting indeed. Um, I also know because we have some students down in Arkansas who have rice patties. Mm. And uh, I remember the biggest issue with them was actually getting accuracy on uh, the uh, the topos and the elevations because they're essentially using up so much water that the water table is depleting and the earth is captating literally on their fields. So meaning their fields are sinking mm -hmm. uh, literally. And I mean, you remember that guy? Well, I think his name was Rob uh, as well. And uh, I remember that he was working with Wingtra to be able to get that high level PPK accuracy to be able to, you know. Are you thinking about Paul? No, no, I thought his name was Rob. Really? I can see his face right now. One of my favorite students. But uh, I... Uh, interesting. Yeah, no. Huh, okay. Anyways, that that's very interesting. I had no idea. 
But, you know, that all said, there are a lot of um, applications when it comes to agriculture. And sometimes it's going to be uh, test and see if it works. Mm -hmm. But also you're going to have to act like a scientist, eliminate variables and try different things to see what works and what doesn't. I mean, that's pretty much what we did to be able to even teach PIX4D about some of the things that we learned Mm -hmm. in complex 3D modeling to essentially hack their software to make it work better. So Scientific method is alive and well. It sure is. It sure is. And I agree with you too about a lot of these things are not really edge applications anymore. We're seeing more and more and more of it. You know, I wonder if Precision Hawk could be, it offers a camera payload that would be able to uh, distinguish those different plant species. I mean, there are drones out there uh, that might work. Another one that I would uh, recommend looking at, and no one ever talks about them, Yamaha. Yamaha had an agriculture drone the year I was born. Huh, interesting. The R-Max. They called it the Max at the time, or I forget what, like R-800 or something like that. But mm, I just like the YZ-250. That's all I think oh, about. Oh, well. Uh, can, if, we, can Drone U go in on a YZ? <laughs> if Drone U is willing to buy some more miners, I don't see why not. Okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Um, but, uh, but I mean, this is, this is kind of the fun of being a drone pilot is, is truly – discerning what works and what doesn't. And, you know, the fact that he's in a different country and not the United States, he has a major, major leg up because the FAA enforcement or not is really not allowing uh, for the exploration and innovation of agricultural based things. When you have to get a part 137 certificate to be able to get full utilization from your ag drone to be able to spray. The, uh, the irony in that is that in terms of a safe environment, it probably doesn't get any, any safer. safer. Well, but anywho, yeah. I'm, there, I'm sure there's reasons. And I know the enforcement level is near zero, but at the same time, I think it's important at some point, and this is an article I've wanted to write for a very long time, is w- at what point does enforcement inhibit or empower innovation. And as drone pilots, should we really be asking how important regulatory enforcement, how important it is? Um, because a lack of enforcement empowers innovation. And, you know, every experienced drone pilot knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spill the beans on the show, but um, that lack of enforcement can potentially provide for innovation that the U.S. needs to have in order to maintain our economic powerhouse uh, of a society that we have. Does that, if that makes sense? Yeah, I hope it's not too late. I don't think it's ever too late. So good. There's a whole lot that you can do in the backwoods with no one watching. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, on that note, that's going to do so it. So we've heard. Yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Don't take that and run with it, okay? It was just a joke. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Uh, yeah, we might have just opened Back up. Back to that whole mean people suck comment uh, section. And on that note, we're going to end the show. So I hope this helps you guys. Uh, let me know if it does or not. I would love to hear feedback. If other people have, uh, hey, you know what? Someone chimed in, actually. And talking about all the emails I have yet to respond to, um, there was a guy who said he had ag knowledge from California. Maybe this would be a good one for him. So yeah. anyway, um, uh, thank you again for joining us. If you have a question, ask a drone you, but that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. I'm Rob. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, 
and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.